0: Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chosen to spend your time anywhere you rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Medicine Ball podcast, where we focus on giving your brain a six-pack by exercising your mind. Now, exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first, seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now, if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand, as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort well just like anything you wanna get better at it does require training, practice and work now I'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy? Well, the first step, my friends, can be very easy, and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view, which in itself will increase your curiosity in life. Now, exercising your mind won't give you all the answers. You will, however, begin to look at things with more peace, understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life. Now, before we go any further, I'm no doctor, no psychiatrist, no psychologist. I have, however, been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years. And to be honest, I got to a point in my life where I was looking at the person I was becoming versus the person I wanted to be. And that, among other things, required me to look at my mental health responsibly. So whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it, it doesn't matter. Maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips, tricks, and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life. Pull up a seat, kick up your feet. This is your family, man. Welcome home. No judgment zone. This week's show, episode 403, E-D. Let's get right into it. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome, family, friends, all of the above to another episode of the Medicine Ball podcast. Really quick, make sure you're going out there and you're following uh, the Medicine Ball Instagram, Snapchat. I'm, I'm out there on everything and it's Medicine Ball LS3. Also check out the website www.medicineballls3.com. I did find someone to go ahead, and I've started the consultation process with revamping that as well. Also, if you're on the the book Facebook. The Giant F, you can follow the Medicine Ball group, the Medicine Ball page. Um, I appreciate you guys' support. Much love. A new uh season of merchandise is also on the way, man. I've been getting back in the groove of thing. I appreciate y'all's patience, but better yet, y'all support and push for me to continue forward with this. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode, 403 ED. ED, what is that? I know what it is for sure. Something that's going to be good for my search engine optimizer results. Emotional discipline. And let's get into it. Now, um, I spoke to this a little bit previously. Actually, I'm pretty sure I did a whole episode to this, but it was more on a lower level. We're going to speak on a little bit of a higher level this time around because it coincides with last week's episode, which is about focusing on our uh, reactions. So, um... I wanted to make it very clear that last week's episode and this week's episode coincide with each other. And, um, me personally, I've only started, you know, really understanding emotional and I'm not going to say understanding, but working towards understanding emotional discipline and, uh, how to effectively use it or manage it keyword there, manage it. And, um, it, it, it can really be an empowering thing. So let's start off with, the definition of emotional discipline, right? I'll give you a couple of different definitions. So emotional discipline is being able to effectively manage your feelings, right? Uh, Here's another definition. Emotional discipline is knowing what you're doing in response to a situation, why you're doing it in that moment and what you're doing it for. The main thing I want you to understand about, you know, even those choices is, those are things that you have to stop and actually think about. You can't just fly through those. But that's what emotional um, discipline is or defined in a couple of different terms. Now, on a caveman level, emotional discipline is controlling how you feel. Sounds simple. If you ask the average person, hey, can you control how you feel? They're going to say yes. Right. Uh, But controlling how you feel effectively. Now, um, I, especially with the things that I've been going through uh, lately, but I've always thought, this next little definition I'm going to give you. I've always thought this prior to me looking it up. Just this is how I I think when the way I think through things. So emotional discipline is synonymous with emotional self-control. Right. Because being disciplined is having self-control. Right. So emotional self-control. That is the ability to manage disturbing emotions and remain effective even in stressful situations. If you're a sports fan, that sounds like clutch to me. Emotional self-control is the ability to manage disturbing emotions and remain effective even in stressful situations. So, and I want to pause right there, right? If you're able to do this or even just sometimes do it, right? You don't even have to be great at being emotionally disciplined or having emotional self-control. If you're able to do this, I promise you your overall end outcomes not your current pleasures you know not the current satisfaction your overall end outcomes will work out number one more positive more righteous um and better overall for the most part now in episode 401 or the first episode of this new season when I that was dedicated to my grandmother I mentioned in that episode that I feel like in a lot of ways God and the things that he is my learning curve, but like I've said, my spiritual growth has been on a steep learning curve. But I feel almost in a way that he kind of built me up to break me down. And, you know, getting into this emotional discipline and emotional self-control, let me use me as an example. I previously mentioned and I do still all the time that like. Originally, when it came to me thinking about my grandmother passing, like I always had this subconscious thought of me, like turning into the Incredible Hulk and just not caring about anything and wishing somebody would and so forth and so on, which, of course, didn't happen. Because at this time in my life, I'm managing um, at work, right, a regular nine to five. I'm managing my own business and I'm managing myself and I'm managing my emotions. So when my grandmother passed and without getting too much into it, y'all can go check the other show like I still had to effectively deal with other human beings. I couldn't just flip out and I couldn't just get entitled. Right. Because a lot of this self-control isn't controlling our entitlement or what we think, but it wasn't going to be effective. And if you're paying attention to some of the things I'm saying now when I get into, because I'm going to give you three key things to help you become more emotionally disciplined, but I'm going to mention some other ones. So, matter of fact, let me go ahead and, um, you know, mention one. Right. So emotionally disciplined people typically don't take anything personally. Right. They don't take anything personally. Now, there's a few reasons for this. Well, matter of fact, let me go into another thing that emotionally disciplined people do. Right. They focus on their purpose or their goal, their overall goal or outcome. So if taking something personally, which rarely is it effective or useful or can be used to get you to whatever outcome you're trying to. If it's not going to be effective, emotionally disciplined, disciplined people are not even going to like even spend the time and the energy this goes back to what we were just talking about with our reactions right on addressing that so let me just piggyback on the manager talk let me just piggyback again off of like what i just said about reactions and energy and how all this ties into into uh together even more so in my intro i say exercising your mind and tr- and i didn't look none of this up before i came up with my little slogan and everything but exercising your mind is about thinking to do anything other than what you are normally used to or comfortable with a reaction is nothing more than an impulse or just what I just said. It's an impulse. It's easy. It's instinctive. It requires no additional effort, which is really on the lowest, lowest level the root cause. A lot of this has to do with being lazy, but you know, a reaction is more so impulsive. It's easy. A response, however, is you pretty much choosing which reaction will be most effective to get you to your end outcome. It's all about keeping your end outcome in mind. So I want to jump back to me again and just show you how good God is, because I had to deal with grief when I was not on the agent level, but on like the support level, like in the between the leadership level. I had to deal with grief when I still had to operate within work and within medicine ball I mean medicine ball was just starting at that time I have no traction and still operate effectively I remember who exactly what it was it was Kobe Bryant it was the death of Kobe Bryant and I remember finding that out and I've talked about this before but I was at work and I get a text message from my girlfriend at the time she was like sorry for your loss I'm like, what the hell? This is crazy, man. Okay, yo, I'm having a deja vu moment with y'all because like, yo, go listen to the first episode of this season and, and how I found out about my grandmother's passing. But anyway, I got a text message. Sorry for your loss. Now, mind you, I'm at work and I'm not on the phone in the agent role per se, but I'm in a support role, which is, to be honest, almost, nah, nah, it's not harder than the than the leadership, the the, the manager role, it's not. But it if you're coming from an agent, Right. It is super duper hard with what you have to juggle. And mind you, I'm trying to be a TL, so I need to operate effectively. So anyway, I get the message from her then I get one from my brother. Now, it's my brother, my real brother. So if this man is telling me sorry for your loss, you got to think I'm confused because it would be his loss, too. So I'm like, what, man? Got my phone in my hand. I hit Google, man. It's just death of Kobe Bryant. Now, I think I literally might have been like an hour into work at this time. I'm still having to deal with people who I'm not in a role where I'm respected yet, uh, even though I'm above them. But I'm actually like chastised, like picked that. Hey, whatever, whatever. Right. I can't go off on folks. I can't just flip out because Kobe, because most people, some people don't even watch sports, let alone even some of y'all listening to this. I'm like, Kobe Bryant died. So what? But you see what I'm saying? I still needed to operate effectively getting mad right then about Kobe Bryant. wasn't going to get me to my end goal of the time trying to be a TL, get more bread. Right? So I remember mentally in my head, literally thinking out my head, like a cross section across pretty much. And I remember taking this Kobe Bryant death, putting it in the back corner of that section and uh, packing it away and getting through work effectively. Then once I got off of work, I sat for a second and mentally unpacked that and I broke down. So even though I still broke down, I chose what was going to be most beneficial to me at the time and that is emotional discipline or emotional self-control. Another reason me. So let's go ahead and get into um some things So let me name off a few other things that, you know, uh, emotionally disciplined people are able to do effectively, right? Uh, Effectively address important and difficult issues. Take advantage of a given situation and delay. And I'm glad I looked at this because this is what it's about. Delay instant gratification for long-term rewards. That's really what it's about if you need a caveman version. You're delaying the instant gratification of telling somebody off, of getting upset, of thinking about yourself first, of just blurting and having an outburst. You're delaying that instant gratification for your long term. Maybe you want to get a promotion or to have a better relationship with this person or save money better. This is what emotional discipline and emotional self-control will allow you to do. Uh, Let's see here. Respond and not react to triggering events. Right. These are all things that, you know, if you're aware of emotional discipline and you focus on it will uh, help you get better at real quick, just on that read and react. This is for all my football heads here, man. Good linebackers. Right. For those who don't watch football it's not the big guys up front, but the guys behind them on defense, but not the guys behind them. They're in the middle. So linebackers, read and react. That's your ability after the ball is hiked and you see movement to know whether you need to, I don't know, go for the run. Or is it a play action? You don't go for the run. You drop back. Is it a screen? You don't go get held up by a lineman. You stay free so you can play the screen. We should be treating our emotions and our reactions and our responses the exact same way. Is it effective to... Get mad or chump this person out when you know you're going to need to be working with them fairly soon and want them to do something else your way. And a lot of this, and I spoke to this previously, is about manipulation. And there's a very thin line between manipulation and motivation. They're the same thing and use a lot of the same tactics. Right. Um, One of them is. I feel to harm somebody. And one of them is when you have the other person's best interest at heart. But long story short, man, when it comes to effectively dealing with tough situations or tough emotions, you have to know when to use what technique you got to know when to blitz, you got to know when to drop back in the coverage and so forth and so on. Now, before we get into these three things, will help you become more emotionally disciplined because again, um, and I'm bringing something over from my religious walk when it comes to spiritual growth and spiritual maturity. There's not an end point. There's not an end goal. There is not a point to what you get to a situation when you no longer need to be working on how you deal and respond with things. We are never an expert at it because we're human and we're not perfect. All right. Now emotions real quick. So I've said this on previous episodes and, um, you know, as I've grown more, you know, outside of spiritually, but just mentally, you know, becoming more empathetic, learning how to deal with things with wisdom, which is more effective with less stress. uh, I used to always hear people say things like, you're too sensitive, or you're emotional. And even now, and I might be showing my age, but we're in this culture to where people or like, yo, you're, you oh, you in your feelings, or where people try to tell somebody else that they feel a certain way and it's not justified. Which, if you know enough, is correct, but too often it's not. And I'm gonna elaborate on it now, because I'm more emotionally disciplined. If someone were to say to me, "You in your feelings," or try to analyze my emotions or something like that, the the because I so side note. Right? Emotionally disciplined and having emotional self-control, especially when it comes with dealing with other people, is all about putting people in their place respectfully. Right? So if I wanted if somebody was like, yo, you and your feelings are something, the first thing I'm going to say is, so, what?" So, oh, my bad, I didn't realize you had a, a master's in psychology. Right? And I know, like, right, it's such a jerk thing to say. I told you i will be getting that from my dad. But building on that, because... As tough as my position is, managing people virtually, more specifically as a male and primarily females, virtually, it can be very challenging. And. It's tedious, but I can see outside of work how I'm able to, and I mean this humbly, God knows, I always pray and, you know, ask for humbleness. But I can see how I'm able to deal with things more effectively and I'm able to think on my feet more effectively. Because, right, because sometimes people get quick and fast confused with effective. I'm not about quick or fast. I'm about effectively getting to whatever my end goal is. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, because that's something emotionally just some people do and they have a grasp of. Right. But emotions. Right. Managing people. So I was speaking to a worker today and. Mind you, it's pretty much like I'm dealing with people who are on the phones, but my situation without giving out too much, like we're dealing with elderly people who need medication, I'll say that and this young lady and it's a few people who i deal with on my team and outside of work have this thing of not fully understanding what a distraction is and about four our last episode focusing on their reactions and reacting um effectively and efficiently to certain situations that means in this situation if you're at work and you're being taxed to do something Stay within that range. Don't go off worrying about something that doesn't lead you to your end goal. So I'm going to use a random example because I was speaking with this person, but I'm going to use something totally arbitrary, right? If you're a garbage collector and they're like, man, you need to pick up the garbage can and make sure that you put the uh, garbage can back facing the street, right? A distraction that's not effective or efficient would be like, Well, dag, why do they not roll? Why don't they roll it closer to the ledge or why the the neighbors aren't rolling or the uh, customers or the people who live here are not rolling their trash can far enough out from the ledge. It's making us do after work, extra work to have to grab it. Like, why don't they do that? It's probably a legitimate argument if you feel that way. So i ain't going to say argument. I'm going to say that's a legitimate and justified feeling. But is it effective? You're going to get frustrated at something that you're going to gripe about. That does have, in a way, something to do with your job function, but changing it won't necessarily make it that much better. Plus, it's something that is probably not going to be changed due to the sure volume of others outside of yourself that will be effective, such as the members. What you going to do? Print off a half a million letters to tell them to roll it to the edge and waste that money just for them not to do it. So then they're going to do it. You see what I'm saying? You have to. When you're able to think on a larger level and you think about it like that, meanwhile, it's just Johnny. Like, Johnny, you're justified. I feel you feel some type of way, Johnny, but we're not about to spend half a million dollars to try to enforce something for you for something so simple. You only make it 50,000, Johnny. It going to cost us uh, half a million just to tell all of our customers to roll it a little bit closer. And then probably another 250,000 to follow up for the people who don't. Is thinking about it just bigger. And the young lady I was talking to, she was doing the same thing. Like, yo, what's did, 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 did. And since they're dealing with members, so circling back to what I was talking about, about emotional discipline in situations. Since she was taking on too much, she was telling me how some of the members we talked to could be grumpy or angry or short. And I had to pause her right here. I'm sorry. I came back. I know I had went off on a rant, but I came back. Because, you know, I look up stuff. So the first thing that I realize is as adults, and this is the average adult, if you ask them how many emotions there are, I've done this. Like just amongst the people I'm around, the average person can give you no more, like name off no more than like five emotions. So even the young lady today who was trying to dissect the, the, the these members emotions, I was like, Okay, so how many emotions are there? She named off about 5. And I was like, "Well, do you know how many emotions there are? There 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 are?" Now, this number varies, but it's somewhere between 14 and 27 emotions. So, now I had to ask her, leading with questions, knowing who I'm dealing with, um, is it fair to say that you're analyzing these people's emotions from your limited understanding or knowledge of emotions? Just like vocabulary, you can only speak words that you know. She said, "Yeah." And I was like, "So, is it fair to say that it may be likely that you may be, I don't know, misdiagnose these emotions because they may be exhibiting a, an emotion outside of your range. And she stopped, thought about it. And she was like, I get you. But that is true. Even y'all listening, the smartest of y'all, I guarantee you, you could only like. And we're not talking about being able to say, "Uh, yeah, there's tw- there's 14 to 29. Nah, name them joints. Name off them emotions and be honest with yourself. Hint, hint. Because we're about to go into this becoming more um, emotionally disciplined. But be honest with yourself. How many emotions do you really know that you can like strongly if your life depended on it identify? Because I've asked people. It's like anger. Right? Sadness. Happiness. And then when I start, it never fails. I start giggling when they get to like three or four, like the push-up challenge. I mean, we used to side note. We used, me and my cousin used to challenge each other to push-ups. And it's like, if you're not in great shape, that number 18 or 19, your arms start shaking and all of that. Just how it got with the emotions. Did you name them off? Uh, anger. Utter. Be honest with yourself. There are a wide range of emotions. And that's not just so you can identify um, the emotions of others. More importantly, that's so you can identify the emotions within. And with that, I want to give you three things to help you become more emotionally disciplined. And I'll pro- just try it. And this is what I tell people around me. Try it. Yo, what you're doing ain't working or it may not be working. Are you open to trying something else? Try it. If it don't, email me. Hit me up. If you say something legitimate in my inbox or you say something legitimate uh, in, my, in my medicine ball LS3 on all my pages or in my email, medicineballLS3 at gmail.com. I will address it. I'll shout you out. I'll give you some pub and all that, but try it. Three things to help you become more emotionally disciplined. Thus, biblical reference, living life which with more wisdom, which is the ability to navigate through life. With the least amount of stress as possible. Number one. The most important. I've been speaking to it the entire time. I've been speaking to the management of your emotions. The management of your reactions. And so forth. Number one thing. That emotionally disciplined people have. And that you should start practicing. That is most important. You have to have a strong hold. On your own identity. You gotta have a solid foundation and be comfortable with, with who you are. Now, if you've been following Medicine Ball or just online, you already know who my identity and foundation rock with, right? So I'm not gonna beat you all over the head with it, but you have to, because out here in the world, and it's crazy, we hear stuff like this, but we don't understand it unless we think about it. We are bombarded from the time we open our eyes with things that are telling us we're average. You can't do it. This is not likely. Or for me as a manager, man, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, bro. I have been accused of sexual harassment more times in this manager position just by holding people accountable. It's never happened outside of work of this position ever. You can't find a girl online right now who gonna be like, yo, this dude is thirsty. He's in my inbox. I said I wasn't attractive and he said something. You're not gonna find it. So imagine somebody telling you that when you got sisters and nieces and grandnieces. If you don't have a stronghold on your identity, which I'm still grasping myself, it's going to make you question yourself. It could lead to negative self-talk. It could lead to fear. And we know that fear is false evidence appearing real, appearing real. So number one is leaders have a stronghold on their identity. All right. Um, And again, a main thing of this is knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. Right. Being honest with the things that you're bad and can get better at and that you're going to probably fail at. If you can't accept that, then you're not going to be able to even start to take the steps to become more emotionally disciplined and thus more effective when you comes to uh, dealing with situations in life. All right. You have to have a strong identity or strong foundation that includes recognizing your strengths and weaknesses. For me, it's Christ. All right. The reason number one is so important Is because the number two thing that you can do once you grasp number one, number two is dependent upon number one, all right? Because I know if you're in the peanut gallery when it comes to like exercising your brain and knowing what's going on, you're going to abuse number two. Number two is seeing people for who they truly are. To become more emotionally disciplined after you understand yourself and seeing yourself for who you truly are. To become more emotionally disciplined you have to see people for who they truly are now um let me just be cutting and, and, and dry right because this gets skewed and prior to me diving more into like the bible and spirituality I always got thrown off because people would say well the bible says don't judge and you shouldn't judge other people and as i you know became more emotionally uh disciplined and intelligent i realize, like you'll be damned if you if you don't judge people you'll be darn if you don't judge people man and it's all in the context so first of all with the religious thing yeah god says don't judge people in a malicious way but he definitely says you should judge people accurately be as kind of as doves but as shrewd as snakes if you want to lean on that spiritual thing wrong I mean, like, and you know, somebody has stolen from 10 or 12 people and you bring them around you and you be like, well, I'm not going to judge. God says, don't judge. And that person robbed you blind. God is going to think you're a fool. You're folly. A lot of folly going on there. Right. You have to see people for who they truly are. And that doesn't mean holding it against them. So as a manager, no names. There are some people who are habitually late to everything. Lunch, breaks, coming in. Only thing they're not late to is leaving on time. But lunch, breaks, coming in, trainings, meeting, every single thing they're late. Me being emotionally disciplined, right? Little side note, and another one of the things we talked about, you're in purpose. It only took me about a week before I stopped getting annoyed at this person being late. Furthermore, I used it against them. So you're about an hour late, huh? Cool, 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 cool. Um, How about I adjust your schedule? I'm not going to get mad at it. What is me getting mad and trying to tell a grown adult to be on time to a job you work from home? What, like, what? How is that going to help me to get them to, to be their best selves? To get them to start becoming leaders? Because I don't want good agents or good people up under me. Nah, I want people who are going to eventually be leaders. Getting mad at somebody who has shown you that they are habitually not punctual isn't effective and you're just going to get annoyed. If somebody's an a-hole and has shown no empathy, you'll be a fool to be expecting an apology from that person. If they say my bad, you better take that. And I told you, I'm a businessman. And people who don't say sorry, I'm like, oh, they never said I'm sorry. They give me a my bad, sold. I'll take it. If somebody thinks that they're the smartest person in the room, you don't have to. And this is another thing that little side note. And this is a part of emotional discipline and self-control. You don't have to speak on everything about outside of yourself that you don't like. Practice that. Like if you're in a relationship, fellas, and your girl flips her hair a certain way, you probably on her case for all little other BS the whole time. You don't have to speak on that. Now, if it leads to something that's going to, you know, get your hair caught in a roller coaster or something Mm -hmm. wild, yeah, you got to speak on it then. But it's just like, we don't have to speak on things that we find disturbing or unpleasant or weird. It's all about, even that is a reaction. Think before you, if what I'm saying really helpful or is it just trash, right? But see people for who they are. You got to realize it's like, so let me dig in that a little bit further. If somebody's a a hothead, it's not effective to just be when you get, you know, have conversations with them just to always tell them you're a hothead, you're a hothead, you're a hothead. For me personally, if I know you're a hothead, number one, it's not about me. It's not about you wanting to check me or beat me up or whatever, whatever. I immediately remove myself out of it. Number two, I'm going to let you cool off if you're a hothead. You can't be hot with nobody but yourself, then you'll just fizzle out. Number three, now, mind you, it's not too many things that I'm truly like, quote unquote, going to be punked out or back down about. But if it avoids a tedious situation, like I don't mind letting the other person feel like they're bullying or whatever it is they got going on. I don't care. I don't care about that instant gratification. I don't know what my end goal is. Emotionally disciplined people, and things that you can practice, the number two thing that you can practice to become more emotionally disciplined after you grasp number one, I cannot stress that enough, is to see people for who they truly are. All right? All right, uh, number three. And this is definitely uh, last but not least. Um, This is very important for me. This is one that I operate with and like, One of my top ones right because there's many of them And that's uh, emotionally disciplined People walk with integrity Let me elaborate on that I don't know use yourself Me Well I'll use me right we're not gonna Use anybody I'll use me so let's Just say for instance that I Don't know somebody has made me mad And chumped me out or tried to expose me in a Way that is just like will, Will really make me mad right I'm the type of person in any situation like that, once I go for the get back, because I do, I'm human. I ain't never said, once I go for the get back, I'm usually able to realize like, bro, you put an entirely too much effort into doing the wrong thing. And personally, if you have a solid foundation, chances are that whatever you're about to do is going to take a lot of emotional energy because you're stepping out of your foundation and who you are. Walk with integrity. Like your parents used to always say it to all of us. Yo, it's just easier to do what's right. It's just easier to tell what's truth. You got to think about the lie. You got to think about being vindictive or being mean to somebody. And to be honest with you, what I tell people all the time who are around me or online when they ask me about my strategies or what's been the key to to my change. Um, my principles won't work or really make sense if you don't have some type of spiritual foundation or belief. Because the world is going to bombard you and tell you that that person who had a a said something snappy to you in the morning, you should chump them out right there and disrespect them. But integrity and a righteous and spiritual integrity is going to tell you before you even think about how you feel. What are they going through, bro? Do you know what they're going through or if they're going through anything? Have you asked them? You have to walk with integrity. And again, a lot of these things have to do when it comes to emotional discipline is taking the entitlement out of it. A lot of people fail with emotional discipline or not even aware of it because and we live in this type of world of instant gratification eating our cake right there uh, 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 what they call it a microwavable society where we want everything fast and then as soon as we eat that that big mac we then we remember the wedding that's next week right <laughs> then we remember how long you had to run at seven and a half miles per hour to burn that milkshake right after the instant gratification don't be a victim to impulse do the hard thing man Do the thing that's going to get you the outcome versus what's fastest and what's quickest. If you practice these things, emotional discipline that I've given you today, which is no number one, being completely aware of yourself and aware, uh, knowing your identity and having your own foundation. Number two, taking people for what they show you, bro. It doesn't make you a bad person. If you late, if we meet up 10 times, you late 10 times, bro, you're not punctual period. I don't have to say it a hundred times. I don't have to rub it in your face. I just need to, since I'm aware of it, plan accordingly to make sure that we get to whatever we try to do on time number three walk with integrity or righteousness do what's right people like i as i read scripture proverbs, proverbs that's where i'm at where it says that like the word of god in the mouth of a fool is dangerous people would throw out all the time well an eye for an eye do unto others and I'm so glad that God's got me because those were the things that were kind of getting me. But now he's got me to a place where it's just like immediately. The first thing I'm going to say to a person who says that to me is, oh, so you familiar with the Torah? You study the Torah? If they say no. Oh, so you familiar with just the the Old Testament laws? What do you feel about the New Testament laws? If they, can't, if they can't speak to that, but they talking about an eye for an eye and all of that, then it's not even really worth my reaction or my energy to go any further than that. Cause they just trying to, that, that, that really shows defeat. That's a whole nother story. We can get to really like, cause I always say I use my powers for good, but it can really get ugly when you slow down and you're really like a perceptive listener, right? Like I'll use this last example before we get up out of here because I'm ending it. And I even know, even with me saying this, people are going to say something. So I'm coming to the end of a two week fast. And I remember around this time last year, it was this time last year. I had posted about it on social media. Everybody became a freaking prophecies, a Pharisees. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, God says you shouldn't. I get it. But God doesn't say when you're fasting, ignore people who are reaching out to you for support. In fact, he says the opposite, that during fasting, you should show yourself strong and energetic. That's what it really say. It don't really say nothing about boasting about it. Furthermore, we in two thousand and twenty-two, so you are uh, a historian who can transcribe what God meant and describe from boasting back then when this was written up into what we got going now, right? So God don't want us to pray on social media. You gotta think through it, man, and then you gotta decide if it's even worth the energy and the time, man. I'm gonna be about effectiveness, all right? Yo, Ed, episode. 403 i hope this was helpful to all of y'all become more emotionally disciplined uh and in turn get more emotional self-control and i promise you it could be saving money starting a business reaching a goal on social media being a more patient person building your spirituality if you practice these this, this this stuff or you become more emotionally disciplined all of that stuff will fall in line it all ties together all right yo this is the end of this episode man Yo, if you've come to the end or you need a different way to kind of understand things or think nobody out there can see where you coming from or you just don't believe in yourself, man, I'm bringing it back. Pick your head up. Don't be no victim, man. We ain't no victims at Medicine Ball, man. Control what you can. Control what you cannot control. Do not stress over it. You got this. I believe in you. I love y'all. Till next week. Y'all stay up. Follow me on all social media platforms. I'm out. Yeah, yeah.